The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, we say, to the Short Shots podcast here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. I'm Brady Cannon, along with my golf handicapping partner, Wes Reynolds. And Wes, we say welcome back because it's been about a month since we've had real PGA Tour golf. And now with the transition into the new year, that also comes with Kapalua, one of my favorite happenings or harbingers of new beginnings, if you will. So we're back to our Short Shots podcast schedule for the next few weeks and then long shots will tee off on January 26th when the tour plays Tory Pines for the Farmers Insurance Open. Yeah, the uh, the more things have changed in golf, I guess the more they stay the same uh, starting here in Kapalua as customary at, to start the calendar year. But uh, look, not used to having such a condensed busy calendar at the end of the season, but having major championships and big time tournaments, uh, guys played a lot of golf down the stretch. Uh, second half of 2020 so uh, a seven week respite for most players some went over and played in Europe some played in a couple of the silly season events but by and large a lot of a lot of these players have not teed it up since the Masters in November yeah and we've got 42 players in the field this year for the tournament of champions at Kapalua on the island of Maui and Wes you can expand upon this a little bit a new format if you will everything changing of course a little bit because of what we went through in 2020 normally the Tournament of Champions uh, represents every player who won a tournament the prior year, and they get to tee it up at Kapalua. This year, they added anybody that participated also in the Tour Championship. Because the schedule in 2020 was reduced because of COVID and what have you, the layoff and the the, the time off uh, in between events, they, they needed to increase the field. So they added anybody that played in the Tour Championship at East Lake in Atlanta, which uh, opened it up to possibly another 30 players. Anyway, we end up with 42.
32, Wes. And I tell you, it's one of the best fields we've ever seen for the Tournament of Champions. Yeah, it is. Eight of the top ten in the world. Just uh, only Roy McIlroy and Tyrrell Hatton not playing. And then uh, Jim Herman, who did win the Wyndham Championship, would have qualified for the event. Positive COVID-19 test. So he will not be teeing it up. But 42 players, it's usually low 30s in right. terms of field size so you get some good players that uh, did not win an event last year but pretty much uh, the usual suspects uh, a lot of the top players Dustin Johnson two-time winner here Justin Thomas also a two-time winner here uh, Xander Schauffele John Rahm Patrick Cantlay Patrick Reed so a lot of the big guns are here this week so uh, should be a really fun event and I tell you, I want to go back to our schedule of events here pretty quick. Uh, the Short Shots podcast will go for the next three weeks. And then again, Long Shots will kick off on January 26th. And what's so exciting to me about Season 3 kicking off uh, on the 26th, Wes, is that will be the Torrey Pines event, as we mentioned, the Farmers uh, Open Championship. And this uh, will also be a big field event, in my opinion, because the U.S. Open is going to be played at Torrey Pines mm -hmm. In 2021 so you know how that goes everybody that wants a little crack to see this tournament before they tee it up for the u.s open in june is probably going to be here at the end of january this is normally a very good field event anyway we may have one of the best field events for tory pines as well coming up yeah i think we should and probably some carryover to next week at the sony open uh should have some uh, players stick around for a two-week sojourn in hawaii so uh and then obviously we get the west coast swing in February, of course, uh, the Waste Management in Phoenix, AT&T, Pebble Beach. So we're kind of, at least for now, back to the normal schedule you get with the tour where you get the uh, West Coast swing in February and then you make uh, the trip back east for the Florida swing. So uh, hopefully have some more normalcy here in 2021, at least in the uh, golf world. Let's talk about the plantation course at Kapalua on the island of Maui. And it's arguably the nicest golf course I've ever played, Wes. I've been lucky enough to play this course about four or five times. And there's a few things that stick out. Very substantial elevation change. You have very big Bermuda grass greens, big fairways, and then massive views of the Pacific Ocean. It is so gorgeous to watch this event on TV. But what I talked about, the elevation change, the big greens, the big fairways, that will play into how this course plays. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they did try to make it a little bit tougher. Uh, uh, ben Crenshaw and Bill Coor, the main designers on this course, who uh, also did Pinehurst Number no. 2, Trinity Forest, where used to hold the Byron Nelson in Dallas. So they wanted this to play a little firmer and faster uh, because uh, they were seeing some big scores at these events. When uh, I think it was uh, back in 2016, Jordan Speed 30 under par. So look, they don't want it that high. So last year, 14 under was the winner. That was Justin Thomas in the playoff over Xander Schauffele and Patrick Reed. I think it'll probably be a little bit more of a lower score than that. It may kind of veer its way at least more toward the 20 under mark. Uh, wind obviously can be can be a factor here, but it doesn't blow as much here actually that it does in uh, Honolulu where they're going to play at Wileye next week for the Sony Open. So a tougher test than usual, but obviously still very scorable.
Yeah, you do definitely get some winds here. It's in the northwest portion of the island of Maui is Kapalua, and you definitely get some winds, but not necessarily in the forecast this week. So I agree with you. Probably not as low as 14 under par, uh, probably closer to 20 under par. I don't know if we'll eclipse 20 under par, um, but I think it's a great course. And as far as skill sets, what did you look at this week? And, and I'll go over what I did. And, and you know, strokes gained approach. And obviously, we're in the strokes gained era. You know, back in the day, five, ten years ago, it was greens greens in regulation was a stat you looked at. But that's kind of evolved into strokes gained approach. So I looked at that. Uh, also, ball striking, you know, total driving off of the tee. I think those are important week in and week out. But specifically, probably for this course, I looked at proximity to the hole. Because you have one. those huge greens, right? So how close are you hitting it to the hole? And then also scrambling is a uh, to be a very big component to this course. Yeah, and, and the strokes gain uh, that I looked at, obviously, it's a smaller field, so the rankings, uh, it's not like you're beating 100 players in a category. You're beating about 30 players, but I thought T to green, I agree with you on approach. I thought T to green also was very important here, and what you mentioned in the open wide fairways so if you're a little bit inaccurate it doesn't really hurt you very much here distance is never a disadvantage and certainly will help here but if you look at previous winners here uh look jordan spieth just a few years ago right. zach johnson steve stricker patrick reed's not the long yeah exactly not exactly long hitters here yeah you'll have plenty of them that can hit it long that have won here dj justin thomas uh over the years vj singh back in the day was a pretty big hitter so Distance, I don't think, is as pronounced an advantage as it normally would be. Other things that matter at Kapalua are course correlations. That's something that Wes and I always like to look at week in and week out, which courses uh, match up with the course in question for the particular week and which courses, you know, seem to have similar results, similar skill sets that are needed to succeed on a particular course. And what we see this week, we see a lot of crossover between Augusta National mm -hmm. and the plantation course at Kapalua and then also Riviera Country Club. And that goes a little further because we see the correlation between Riviera and Augusta. And I think it also boils down to coastal courses. We see some similarities for success with Pebble Beach and Spyglass and then also Torrey Pines. So, you know, you look at the coastal courses, Torrey Pines, Pebble Beach, Riviera, and then also Augusta, and that seems to produce a lot of the guys that are winning here in Maui. Yeah, to your point with Augusta, DJ, obviously, uh, Spieth, uh, Patrick Reed, Zach Johnson, all Augusta winners within the last decade that have won here and those West Coast courses we know DJ's great at Riviera and uh, a great lot of these too. yeah a lot of these guys at Pebble at Torrey Pines so those course correlations make a lot more sense really the designer corollary didn't really as much because Pinehurst number two different course here than Kapalua also uh, Trinity Forest more of like a Lynxian course in the middle of uh, in the middle of the Dallas Fort Worth area so I didn't really go with that designer angle like we would with uh, maybe a Pete Arnold Dye. Palmer or yeah. Pete Dye or Jack Nicholas design rather and uh, that you can kind of do that so I didn't really see that from a correlation so I thought those were good ones. Core and Crenshaw this I believe was their first design they did as a team here the plantation course at Kapalua. Uh, they have since become the designer du jour you know they have become extremely popular and, and the tour and everybody else in the golfing world loves their 
style. So I think that makes it difficult, too, to mm -hmm. try and go into that designer correlation because there, there's not a lot of history for this duo. And also, of course, I think you mentioned earlier, this is a par 73. Yeah. So about 7,600 yards. So on the longer side in terms of some of the tour courses, uh, 11 par 4s here, but they're more mostly shortish, 425, 400, maybe even some sub 400-yard uh, uh, courses. Uh, I mean, the, the undulation, it is the most undulating course. A lot of elevation changes. So that's what makes this unique. Bermuda throughout, mm -hmm. pretty much. Now, the greens here, like you mentioned, they're big, but they're slow. Yeah. Like 10, 10 and a half on the stint meter, which is slow by tour standards. So like you said, with scrambling, a lot of guys are going to have different angles to take in these pins in terms of where you can leave it. So that's what brings proximity in the play because uh, sometimes guys don't like the slow green. Some guys like them better, like a lot of the international players, especially the Europeans or the Australians. And then uh, the American guys tend to like them a little faster. Let's take a look at some preseason predictions for 2021. What do we expect to happen on tour this year? Again, West Rand and Brady Cannon with you on the Short Shots podcast. We will get to our picks for the plantation course at Kapalua, the Tournament of Champions tournament at the end of the podcast. But let's take a little break here in the middle to go over some of our predictions for the year in golf in 2021. And Wes, I will start. I have to pat myself on the back a little bit. I did guess the PGA Tour Rookie of the Year last year was Scotty Scheffler. Now, the PGA Tour Rookie of the Year award for 2021 we may not even have one, and you may know this, but as you know, because of all the changes and all the weirdness that we went through in the golf season last year, they didn't hand out new tour cards right. to players, right? right? So I don't know if we technically have a field of rookies. That being said, let's play along here and, and pick a guy. And one of the guys that uh, came onto the scene last year at the very end that I believe would qualify for Rookie of the Year this year would be Will Zalatoris, mm -hmm. and he's probably the favorite. I'll go with a guy from the Corn Ferry Tour that has had nearly the same success, success that Zalatoris has had, and that's out of the University of Alabama. Davis Riley is a guy that already has two wins on the Corn Ferry Tour, needs one more to make it onto the PGA Tour ID do expect that he will find his way onto the tour uh, this year, and that is my pick for PGA Tour Rookie of the Year. You were going where I was going, in fact, uh, Davis Riley, uh, and I'll give a couple others a mention. Uh, obviously, uh, two-time winner on the KFT last year. One more win this year, and he gets uh, what's called the Battlefield promotion, where you win three Corn Ferry Tour events, you're immediately promoted to the PGA Tour. So uh, Davis Riley's certainly a candidate for that uh, going forward. Zalatoris is the obvious one. Uh, uh, we've seen a couple other guys play very well. Justin Sue yes. uh, would be, I think, under contention in terms of non-members, because like you mentioned, some of these are non-members, so it's going to depend on how many events they play so you'll have a couple European players that'll play more over here Rasmus Hogard who was uh, very successful the 19 year old uh, over there on the European tour is one to watch I think uh, Thomas Detry from Belgium he has been 
uh, playing over there, uh, University of Illinois uh, graduate. So he'll be playing over here more. The amateur Andy Ogletree, I believe, is going to turn professional. So he will be playing here. So uh, Davis Riley, though, I think would be probably the better bet. Zalatoris uh, would be the favorite. But I think Davis Riley, being that he's one win away, you would expect him to get a KFT win early in the season because they're carrying it over because they didn't ha give out the tour cards for the KFT that he might be on the tour in very short order and have priority to pretty much pick the events he wants. We've had so many good young players in recent years uh, make their way onto the PGA Tour and find stardom. Colin Morikawa, Matthew Wolf, uh, Matthew Wolf Victor Hovland, uh, Scotty Scheffler. Uh, I, I mean, these guys are already, you know, in the top 20 in the world rankings and challenging for major championships, if not having won one already uh, in the case of Colin Morikawa. So it looks like we've probably got a handful of more to come here in 2021. Watch out for Davis Riley. How about a player that will win a major in 2021? Wes, I'll start again here. Uh, and I took uh, three guys, and I haven't bet on these guys yet. There are markets where you can bet on a player to win a major uh, throughout the course of the year. And I've bet on this guy before, John Rahm. Now, he's made an equipment change, uh, went to Callaway. We'll mm -hmm. see if that uh, hinders uh, his early season at all. But you look at the majors, the venues that they're going to be playing this year, obviously Augusta National, and then you've got uh, Royal St. George's overseas. But uh, for the PGA Championship and the U.S. Open, you've got Kiowa in South Carolina and Torrey Pines in San Diego. Rom won his first PGA Tour event ever at Torrey Pines. And again, the success he's had at Coastal Designs. He's been decent at Riviera, obviously very good at Torrey Pines. So Kiowa, a Coastal Design there uh, by Pete Dye, where he's had uh, success uh, at the... Um, the Players' Championship at Sawgrass. So I think there's maybe some correlation why Rom, not only obviously the number two player in the world, but the courses that they're going to be playing for major championships, I think, set up for him pretty well. Patrick Cantley is another guy I look at where I think he's just starting to find his groove. That win last year at Sherwood late in the year, that's a Jack Nicholas design. It correlates to the Memorial. It correlates to Augusta. We've seen him have success at Augusta and Riviera. I think this guy's really Really close to knocking off a big boy. And then as far as a long shot, I took a shot with him on a couple of majors last year. I think Scotty Scheffler could be this year's Colin Morikawa. Well, I'm with you on Rom. I mean, and that's obviously a very short price because sure. he's number two in the world. So uh, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. But if I'm looking a little bit down the board for some value, uh, uh, a guy that contended twice in a major last year, disappointed at Augusta, first time ever really playing there, but Matthew Wolf, yes. I think has shown a little bit of metal and shown some pedigree, and he's probably... Uh, My Scotty Scheffler is your Matthew Wolf. Yeah, and and probably in the same range, 30 to 40 to 1-ish uh, to, to win a major this year, so Wolf is a guy I would look to. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick also, mm -hmm. uh, you know, not a very big hitter, but you know, you call him Matthew Flush Patrick, really, because he flushes iron shots. He's a good putter, not a big hitter, but at a place like Kiwa, that would strike me as maybe a place where Fitzpatrick could go off as well as uh, Tyrrell Hatton, who did win a couple times last year, not playing this week, but he's in about the 40s. Uh, and both those guys, you know, 
accurate tea to green, firm and fast. I think we'll probably like that. So top fit, twenty in the world. Yeah, I mean, they, they've got Hatton. all the check marks. And another guy, uh, Matt Humans. I know he bet on this week and who he's been talking up. And I've kind of bet him a couple times late in the year last year. Joaquin Neiman. Yeah, I think uh, the young man from Chile. So if you're looking at maybe some pricier guys, Wolf, Hatton, Fitzpatrick, Joaquin Neiman. And how many wins? Let's talk Tiger Woods for a little bit. What's he going to do in 2021? How many wins do you expect Tiger to have in this new season? Mm. I don't want to say zero, but I kind of think maybe that that's where that's where we're heading. But look, he can always there's still a few spots on this schedule where He's won there so many times that you can never discount him, Torrey Pines. He knows every nook and cranny of that place. And actually, I think he'd probably be better suited winning the major at Torrey Pines than he would maybe the regulation event. Yeah, uh, I, I don't disagree with because you. Because I think the U.S. Open setup can be the great equalizer yep. and bring some guys back to him. So, uh, you know, I could maybe see there. I mean, he's always pretty solid in the memorial. Uh, Bay Hill. Yeah, the the usual ones. So, uh Look, the pessimism, I mean, I think he's probably an underdog to win an event this year. Uh, I would lean to the no, but I will go week by week. I want to see how he starts out the season. Yeah, I, I said zero wins in 2021. He's 45 years old. And I think if you made the total three and a half wins in the next five years, three and a half wins by the time he's 50, I'd play the under. Yeah, I, I probably would too. I, I mean, you kind of just sense that, there's going to be that one week where he's going to win an event or something over the next couple of years, but I'd say three and a half, the under, and then, you know, he's going to be going into more things in terms of other business ventures Design. Where, he's, where he's not going to be playing every week. Who knows when his cycle be is coaching gonna... his kid pretty soon. Right? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Charlie, uh, he's done a pretty good job based on what we saw at the uh, father son challenge, but also too. Is he going to want to take on some Ryder Cup captaincy yeah, obligations? I, I don't know when his turn is going to come up. I would think it'd be pretty darn soon as well as uh, Phil Mickelson's. How about uh, players to bet on and players to fade in 2021? And this is kind of similar to who's going to win a major. Uh, players to bet on in 2021. I went with Scheffler. Uh, I piggybacked you with Matthew Wolf. I, I went with Will Zalatoris. And Wes, we saw Will Zalatoris come on the seen very late in the season. Uh, I want to say it was Putacana, a couple of those late season coastal resorts uh, where Zalatoris uh, got into the field and, and he was like the favorite. He, he was one of the very short shots in those tournaments. I think it'll be much different for Will Zalatoris this year. He gets into a regular size field, plays some regular tour events, and you might be able to see this guy at 50, 80, 100 to 1, and you might be able to make some money on Will Zalatoris in head-to-head matchups as well. And and then also Sunjay M. I, I think uh, we've seen this guy be very successful for a couple of seasons. This year might be a breakout year for him. As far as players to fade, we talked about Tiger. I still think Jordan Spieth is probably another year away. Uh, you know, there's talk about him switching uh, his swing coach. I think that that happens. That will help. Um, but I'm probably still on the fade train with Jordan Spieth, as much as I hate to do it, because I love the guy as a player. I love it when he is in the mix. Um, and, and Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler, and this will be another prediction for you. I think Ricky Fowler does not get into the 2021 Masters. He is outside the top 50 in the OWGR, which, you know, probably is his best way to get in, assuming he doesn't win an event early this year. And look, 
you almost hate to discount him because he's only 31 years old, but it's like, okay, when is he going to find the right equilibrium? When is he going to get the right swing coach? He's moved on from, from Butch and from Claude. So uh, the new swing coach and maybe making another change again. So I could certainly see that. Uh, I guess one guy I would have on my list as a fade, and I like him a lot as a player, is Justin Rose, yeah. who has just now turned 40. Uh had a lot of equipment changes. He kind of seems very content in his life. Uh, you know, lives mainly in the year in the Bahamas. Uh, so he just, he, you know, he, he was good a little bit at a couple spots early in the year. But when I looked at his form and I'm looking at the uh, OWGR, the official world golf rankings, and seeing a guy that has slipped all the way to 35th, this guy was eighth at the end of 2019. And all the way down to 35th, missed nine of 19 cuts, uh, changed equipment, was with that Japanese uh, manufacturer, Hanma, and then got out of that deal early. So I still think he's without an endorsement deal. I'm guessing he's back uh, using TaylorMades. But, man, he did not have. You know, when he went off the first event uh, on the restart, he was tied for third at the Charles Schwab. I was like, okay, this dude's figuring it out. And then he had one top 10 the rest of the year, and that was a ninth at the PGA out right. of Harding Park. So Rose would be a guy that I, I, I think maybe he's played his better golf, and I think uh, you can probably say the same thing for Matt Kuchar yeah. as well. That, uh, that, that doesn't mean he won't win, but I don't think there'll be big events. I think there'll be maybe lesser strength field events where he can win. Uh, I'm not ready to put Jason Day there because we saw that flash of a comeback over the summer. Summer, but and he's still pretty young. Yeah, and, and but it is kind of exercise a little bit of caution and uh, be deliberate about backing him because he is so injury prone. One other player I wanted to mention, Wes, was Tony Finau. And Tony Finau is not necessarily a player I'm going to put into the column players to fade in 2021. But I do think he goes into the column that players are uh, a player that is becoming severely overvalued. Mm -hmm. I think what we saw with this guy in 2020 is he's really having struggles closing out an, uh, an event and, and getting a win in the second win of his career. I think he has a ton of talent, but we continually see him priced with the likes of Cantley and Fleetwood and Terrell Hatton and, you know, the guys that are ranked top 15 in the world. And I think Tony is slowly proving that and not that he doesn't have that talent of the the guys that are in that category, but he can't win with those guys. Yeah, and 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 that's kind of a lesson that I've been learning a little bit with uh, a guy that I think is going to win and win regularly, but you just got to have his price kind of uh, find the spot where it really should be, and that's Xander Schauffele, yeah. who I bet sometimes at too low of a prices. And uh, we were talking with a mutual friend of ours, uh, Jeff Davis, who's an odds maker here at Circus Sports, uh, and and a big golf better in his own right. And he was like, you know. Guys just keep betting him when he's low teens and 20 to 1, and he's a 25 or 30 to 1 player right. until, he, until he starts winning more regularly. So uh, I'm going to be a little bit more deliberate, even though I am a big Xander Schauffele fan, and I think uh, his coming out party is coming soon, I think. We're going to take a quick break here from the Short Shots podcast, and when we return, we will give out our plays for the Tournament of Champions at the Plantation Course in Kapalua, Maui. Keep it here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step, and you don't know what it is yet. 
You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun, and I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Short Shots Podcast. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. We resume with the Tournament of Champions coverage, the first event of 2021 on the PGA Tour. It'll take place at the Plantation Course in Kapalua, Maui. And uh, we want to get to our plays. It's the portion of the program where we get to the bets that we've made on the tournament. And I will begin here, Wes, with my outright bets to win the tournament. And I I will also, you know, little little uh, precursor here to uh, what I am getting at, and that is I, I've taken a very slow approach and dumbed down these bets quite a bit. Um, you know me, Wes. I have uh, preached this for years. I really don't dive into the golf season wholeheartedly until Torrey Pines. That I, I kind of treat these first five or six weeks. You know, you, there used to be the wraparound season, and then you have the Hawaii season, what have you. 
I, I kind of treat this as a preseason to give me an idea of where guys are at. And, and so, again, a little bit of a disclaimer here. I don't go head first into all these bets until Torrey Pines. That's where I feel maybe I've got my rhythm established, hopefully anyway, and that's where I'll dive a little deeper. But uh, did have some fun with a few outrights this week. And, uh, Wes, I went right to the top. I took a shot with DJ. I found him at 6-1. to one. He's lower than that at a lot of places. And if you look at, I mean, obviously the guy checks a lot of boxes. He's done well at Riviera. He's done well at Pebble Beach. He's won the Masters. And I, my first thinking was, this guy's been partying for seven weeks straight, you know, and, and that could be the case. But I also think he probably partied for quite a bit. But he's also gotten his act back together now and started to work out again, and he's ready to take on this season. He makes a ton of sense for this golf course. He's won here before. He's also a guy that even if he's a little bit out of form or a little bit out of practice, he can probably still win here. So I took a shot with the short shot on DJ at 6-1. to one. Also took a play on Patrick Cantley at 21-1. to one. I really like that win that he had at Sherwood late in the year in 2020. I think that said a lot about what this guy's future may be. In that field, on that golf course, a Nicholas design, we've seen him have success at, at Augusta and Riviera, uh, a West Coast guy. Uh, and then Tony Finau, and I spoke about it earlier in the podcast that you know, Finau, until he wins again, he could be a guy that is very overvalued. But 27 to 1 in a field of 42 players, I didn't feel was too bad a price. Would have liked to have seen him at 30, um, but I went ahead and grabbed 27. Uh, obviously, he has some family roots there in uh, the islands, and I thought this might be a good spot for him to get it done. Uh, he has the length, uh, he has all the tools. We know that. Does he have the ability to close? We'll find out. Cameron Champ. A couple long shots. Cameron Champ and Carlos Ortiz. Um, not a whole lot of history for either guy. Champ has done well on the West Coast. We've seen him farewell, uh, obviously, in Napa with a tournament win at Harding Park at the PGA Championship. Carlos Ortiz gets a win late in the year in 2020. Just maybe good form for Ortiz. And they were at pretty big numbers. Champ at 57 to 1. Ortiz at 110 to 1. So five shots for me. Uh, again, just pizza money to get the year started at Kapalua. Yeah, I went with a four, uh, a foursome here for me. Uh, my uh, headliner will be Patrick Reed, 16 to one. Uh, Ari has a win here, 2015. Uh, uh, and he has two uh, runner-up finishes as well, including last year, if you recall, he's in that playoff with uh, Shoffley and uh, they lost to Justin Thomas. Uh, the course being changed a little bit, I think does kind of play into his hands and the fact that you've got to be a little more creative you got to scramble a little bit more, and I think that that's, uh, that's Patrick Reed's wheelhouse. I mean, he's not the longest hitter off the tee, nor is he the most accurate hitter off the tee. Uh, but he's a guy that gains around the greens, and we kind of saw that late in the year uh, with a lot of his good finishes. I think yeah, never finishing lower than 15th from September on. Uh, first in strokes gained around the green at the DP World Tour Championship in Dubai. Recall that Reed did go over to Europe to uh, play those events to try to win the race to Dubai. Ends up third, and Westwood ended up winning that title, but he did play four weeks ago. A lot of these guys maybe have had seven-week layoffs, so shorter layoff for Reed. Uh, larger greens, going to allow for different angles to the pins. He can be a little more creative. So uh, Patrick Reed, 16-1 to 1 for me. 
Hideki Matsuyama at 20 to 1. Low price. I mean, he probably, I wish we could get higher. Uh, winless in 2017, so that's why he's not played here the last couple times. Uh, got in as that top 30 qualifier right. for the Tour Championship. So uh, that is why he's here. But if you look at his track record on this course, which surprised me, because Matsuyama is a better putter on Bermuda or on bent grass rather than Bermuda. So uh, you're exactly right. And that's the only reason I didn't get on him this week. I, you know, I, I love Matsuyama at the Memorial or at Augusta where you have those fast bent, uh, bent grass surfaces. And that's why I stayed away with him, uh, stayed away from him because of the Bermuda. And I mean, but if you look at his record here, never worse than fourth, fourth, uh, third and a second here, six wins on tour. Three of them have been no cut events. I kind of uh, talk about that with Xander Schauffele a lot because he wins these uh, short events like at the Tour Championship or at Tournament of Champions or those events over in uh, Asia that are usually part of the second half of the season. So Matsuyama 20 to 1. Uh, Colin Marikawa, who our colleague Matt Humans is also on, I have him at 30 to 1. It's a nice. Number. I just thought the number, and, and it was at, it was at uh, Westgate Super He's Bowl. lower than that now, isn't he? Yeah, he's drifted a little or gone a little bit down. Uh, he was 30 to 1, though, at Westgate Superbook. And uh, look, after he got that major at Harding Park in, in Frisco, fell a little bit out of form at the end of the year, didn't really win again or really contend again. Uh, but that's kind of understandable. You win your oh, first yeah. major at 23 years of age. Uh, second time here because he did win that Barracuda uh, the season before. So he was fourth, actually, heading into Sunday and then ended up uh, settling for seventh. But I just think maybe that back-ended schedule for a guy that's getting used to playing that full PGA Tour schedule might have been a little much for him. That was a lot of did golf well to in be Europe playing. Too. Yeah, he did go over to Dubai, and then, and that was kind of a buy sign for me, uh, where maybe he was worn down a little bit after the PGA, and I think several weeks off, actually, some guys it won't be good for. Maybe they'll be a little rusty. It's that old rest versus rust. But this could be good for him, and I think he could fire out of the gate. My longest shot, not a real huge number, but uh, Cameron Smith, 50-1. to mm -hmm. one. I'm going to uh, ride him. I did well with him at the uh, Masters, where he finished tied for second, his best ever major finish. Uh, I think something good is going to happen. That's another guy I could have mentioned for maybe a dark horse to bet for a major. Uh, strong form, uh, 11th, 4th, and 2nd, his last three events. That's not including that shark shootout or QBE shootout right. where he was with Leishman, where they were kind of middle of the pack. Uh, usually plays his best golf this time of year in the winter and into the spring. Recall next week Hasn't when we're he won here, the Sony? He did, yeah. and that led me to that. He is the defending champion there of the go. Sony Open. Well, he'll be defending next week. Different course setup, obviously, at Wileye to uh, Kapalua here this week. But he, he plays well, I think, this time of year. And Aussies have actually played very well. I know the last 10 have been Americans, but you've seen Aussies go very well here. Jeff Ogilvie was very good here. Stuart Appleby was very good here. Cameron Smith is very good here. Or, or excuse me, I think he'll be very good here. Leishman's had a couple good uh, showings here. So uh, Cameron Smith, 50 to 1 for me. And you've got some head-to-head -head matchups as well. I did not do any head-to-head -head matchups. Again, uh, you know, my disclaimer, I take this early season very lightly here, but uh, didn't dive into any head-to-heads, but you did. 
Yeah, I did. I played three. Uh, one of them was Matsuyama, who I have on the outright one plus one sixty against John Rom. Mm. And look, I'm a big. That's, that sounds really tasty. I'm a big John Rom guy, but you mentioned it in the lead earlier. There you go. I don't think it's going to take him that long, but. The first tournament out of the box with new sticks, yep. new Callaway endorser, uh, usually it takes a couple times. Uh, now, I think it'll only be a couple because he'll probably win here in the first two months like he does pretty much uh, every single season. But I thought 160. I know he shot 59 at Silverleaf in Scottsdale near his home, but that's different than tournament golf, even at a course like this where you can make some birdies. So Matsuyama plus 160, Kevin Na plus 155 over some gay M. It was just a price. Mm -hmm. I just thought mm -hmm. that was kind of high. And uh, Jason Kokrak, minus 110 over Kevin Kisner. Kokrak is a guy, he, of course, he won here at Shadow Creek, right here in uh, North Las Vegas. This is a guy that I think is going to win more frequently because that was his first win. He's always kind of been a good player that's considered a journeyman, like a good top 20 guy going to get you a check every single week but never could win. This is a guy that can hit it really long, gains off the tee, and he's a pretty darn good putter when I was looking uh, at some of like the uh, strokes gain stats. He's very good at gaining on the green. So uh, Jason Kokrak over Kisner minus buck 10. Yeah, I, I agree. I like the sound of all three of the those, uh, especially going against Rom, and I completely agree with you on Kokrak. I think he may be headed for a big season in 2021. He was not one of the players uh, we listed in our players to back. You know, who, who's going to make you some money? He's going to win at some point on this uh, tour schedule, I think. Yeah, and and I don't think he's also to the point where, like we talked about with Tony Fino, I don't think Jason, Jason Kokrak is overvalued yet. You're still going to be able to get good prices on him, and I definitely think uh, he's some player. Uh, he's a player that uh, still has some value heading into the new season. You got anything else at all? Is that it? For I you? do not. I did not do any like props this week with the really short field and obviously a uh, busy season Brady with uh, everything going on in the sports world. So just the uh, outrights and a couple matchups. That's my other reason for not diving too heavy into the golf. It's right playoff now. We time. Got... We've got basketball. We've <laughs> got NHL about to start. So busy time. The Super Bowl, of course, uh, will happen about exactly a month from now. Next week, we we will preview the Sony Open at YLA. Then we go uh, stateside over to the American Express in La Quinta. And then we kick off long shots on January 26th when they tee it up at Torrey Pines. Thank you for listening to Short Shots. We'll be back, we'll be back next week right here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts 
of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.